Hey, hey, hey. Hey. It's us. We're here. It's Melissa. And Megs. And Megs. <laughs> and I was just, I was just lamenting about the, lamenting. the weather. As as you do when you live in New England and it's April, almost May, and the weather can't get its, you know, ish poop together. together. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just pictured the poop emoji. Definitely <laughs> not poop. Can't get its together because yeah. we had this like lovely weather. We had, it was like 70, 75, just nice, you know, and then we went from that to like 40 snowed the other day like i'm just like winter needs to just let it go and spring needs to just come back in full effect i just need 70 degrees just just 70 degrees every day because what happens is you look out the window and you think oh it's sunny out it must be warm because it's almost may should be and then you walk outside you're like oh wait no actually it's freezing and i'm over it Uh, (laughs) and that's my rant for today (laughs) please come to california I want to come to California when it's colder here because I don't want to come to California in the summertime where it's 5,000 degrees. Um, I have a pool. Yes, which is excellent. Well, you guys have a drier heat out there, don't you? Yeah, it's real dry. <laughs> Meg, Meg came here July two years ago. She was like, what is this? <laughs> I was like, melting. this is summer. <laughs> this is summer in Massachusetts. You get nice weather about... Oh, I don't know. Three weeks out of the year. <laughs> you get like maybe three weeks in October, September, October, where it's nice. And you get like three weeks in, you know, like May where it's nice. And then every other time it's either like butt ass freezing or it's like so humid that you like living in a rainforest. So if that sounds like a place you want to be, come to Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, no wonder why we just all lose our minds up in here this time of year. Because we're done. Rover it. Over it. Uh-huh. All my ki- I am home alone today, friend. Ah, uh, don't rub it in. No children, no husband. Everyone uh. is gone. Yesterday and today, two days in a row. Oh, snap. Look at you go. Oh. You're like a holy woman. And my husband is going away this weekend. <laughs> For the whole weekend? He, yes, he's gone Friday to Monday. How? Why? Uh, he's going to visit his sister, who he hasn't oh. seen in like a year. So he's hopping on a plane and getting out of Dodge. And uh, I mean, it'd be better if the kids were going with him. But, you know, I'll take I'll take I'll take some alone time. I love my husband. I do. Alone time's great. Of, just a lot of time together this past year. So, and it's good for him to go and, and get out. He has a hard time. I don't know if Jeff does too, but he has a hard time, like taking time for himself. Oh yeah. yeah. He just never does it. And so yeah. he was like, well, maybe I'm like, go, go. Yeah, I'll book something. the flights for you. I booked the flights for him. I was like, you're all set. <laughs> there you go. So I'm excited that he's going to be able to go visit his sister. Yeah, that'll be I'm great I'm excited that I'm going to have the bed to myself for a couple days from being Google Yeah, honest. that'll be great for you. Yeah, I'm going to sleep like a starfish. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm I know. full-on starfish. That's what all of us do if we find ourselves in our bed alone. We're like, ah, oh, 
spread you out. You now know that you're going to have to do some creative way to capture this starfish arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> and go. And go. You're I'll, think, I'll have to think about that. That's okay. a good segue, though, into our actual topic for today, which is Instagram. So we did a little poll in our Facebook community to see what people would like us to talk about on the podcast. Cause we want to make sure that our topics are timely and what our audience is looking for. And so one of the topics that came up was the topic of Instagram, which I feel like is always a topic <laughs> um, amongst in the creative community. I think because it's constantly changing and you never really know if you've got it under control. Just when you think you have the Instagram thing figured out, yeah. then you're like, oh, wait, no, I don't. So Isn't that part of the fun? <laughs> oh, is wait, it? no, it's is not. Is it part of the fun? I don't know that I think it's fun. But so first things first. Now, see, Meg and I have two very different approaches to Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now, my approach is kind of like yours. <laughs> Okay, so Megan and I used to have two very different approaches to Instagram. Hey, I've been posting very, I've been posting very consistently because I hired a social media person. Oh well, how do I get one of those? I'll give you my girl's information. Um, but so here's the deal. That we'll talk about that in a minute. But I really would love a personal assistant. How do I get one of those two? I know, right? All the things. I seriously was thinking about that yesterday. I need someone to do my laundry. I need a cook. I need a chef. I'm done. I'm done wearing all the hats. I just want to pay people uh -huh. to do these things for me. I, I concur. Yes. I completely agree. Um, but when it comes to Instagram, I think your intention, right? Or maybe intention is the wrong word. I think, what is the word I'm looking for? Goal? Your goal. Yes. Yeah, thank you. The goal. <laughs> oh my God. You're, You're not on your game today. I'm not on my game today. It's it's going to get better though. I promise. Um, oh yay! Your goal is important, right? Yes. So I I I'm trying to think when I joined. I was late. I think you to be should have a goal if you're on Instagram. What whatever it is, whether it's personal or professional, there should at least be some sort of goal. Right, and you know I think the question I see a lot is you know how do I grow my following, and I think. The question is not how do I grow my following, but what sort of following do you want to have? Like what, what do you want to use your Instagram for? So for me, as a person that takes on clients, I want to get work from Instagram. I want to reach my clients. I want clients to reach out through Instagram. I want to book clients through Instagram. That is what my point, that was what my goal and my purpose is. Now for other people, it might be just like a personal sort of you know, like a photo album. It could be sort of what Meg does, which is, you know, she collaborates with a lot of businesses and she does those sorts of things, right? Some people, obviously, as we know, the influencers on Instagram, you know, that are, that's how they make their living. So whatever it is, you need to know what you want to use the platform for, because that's going to inform how you use it. Now, I think admittedly, I was late to the Instagram game. I don't think I even joined Instagram until 2016, maybe. Dang, you were um, late. I was super late. Late to the party. Like, yeah. So I didn't really understand. I was like, I don't get it. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and so, so I think for a little while it was like, oh, okay. Well, the point, the point I thought, the point of Instagram was you post your pictures, you try to get as many likes as possible, and then you try to get places to like to share your image, right? To what's it called? To feature your image. That's what I thought the point was. 
And then I, my thought was, well, through getting through my image getting featured, I'll gain followers. And that's important. I didn't really know why, but I was like, that's you, you need more followers. But for what reason? I don't know. Well, here we are, 16, 17, 18, 19, four or five years later. <laughs> the, uh, question, did you count on your fingers? I sure did. <laughs> sure did. Math, no not my shame in point. her game, friends. Nope. <laughs> CFO Hellstrand Teller over here, <laughs> counting on her fingers. That's how I do. Um, <laughs> it's fine. I have it all under control. That's why there's Excel spreadsheets to tally things for me. Um, but so here we are five years later, and I just broke 3,000 followers earlier this year. And that's like, I'm like, uh, I mean, it is what it is, right? I'm not like upset about it. <laughs> I probably don't care as much about Instagram as maybe I should. But my whole point is, okay. I could have a million followers, but if no one is engaging with my content, then that doesn't really matter. So that I think the first point of this is what's your goal? What do you want to do with the platform? What do you want to get from the platform? Because that's going to educate and inform how you use it. So the second piece of this is consistency, which is where I struggled greatly and where Meg used to do really, really good job. <laughs> this is a really helpful podcast episode, I think. Do as we say, not as we do. But my consistency has gotten much better because I hired someone to post for me. See? But see, like, this I, is what we all need. <laughs> I know. I just, I would post like once a week, every two weeks, three weeks, maybe. Yeah. But I, but Meg was really, really diligent in posting every single day and really oh sort of beginning to, I think, more sort of curate your feed, yes. which I was like, mm, I don't know how to do that. My life is not <laughs> curated. And I it, like the amount of time and planning and energy it took for me to sort of try to figure out how to do that was like, I'm not but I'm not really getting at least at the time I wasn't getting clients from Instagram. So I was like, I don't, this is like a lot of time. and I don't want to spend it here. And so I think but the consistency piece is huge. And I think I saw recently the other day, like there was like this whole list of like, quote unquote, things Instagram wants you to do or like ways to engage. So you need to be posting like, I don't remember what it was. It was like posting three to four times a week. It was like doing reels four to five times a week. It was, you know, doing like two to three Instagram lives per week. It was like a whole bunch of things. And I was like, what? No, who has time for that? But the reality <laughs> is that the consistency piece is, is huge. So I show up in stories every single day. I'm in stories every single day, partly because I like doing them and I think it's fun. And it's a, it's a solid mix for me of like normal life. <laughs> like this morning I posted, I tried to do my hair this morning. It was a huge fail. And I was like, let's share this because this seems like it'd be funny <laughs> yesterday. But then yesterday I did a whole like day in the life of a photographer and like took people through my day with me. So it's always a constant back and forth of like sharing my personal life, sharing work stuff, sharing personal work, sharing professional work, talking about Hello Storyteller, talking about classes I have, like it's always flipping back and forth. And I sometimes forget that clients follow me, which is maybe a good thing for me to forget that because then I'll show up to like a wedding or an engagement session or a session like, oh my God, we love your stories. You're so authentic. And I'm like, oh, sweet Jesus. Thank God that you still want to work with me because sometimes I'm like just a total tool on <laughs> stories. I like, my stories are linked to Facebook, Facebook stories. I'm like, oh. Oh no, I unlinked that oh, puppy a long time ago. A long but sometimes time I get ago. more views on Facebook stories. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's mm. fine. It's just nope. me, Meg. <laughs> I'm very particular about who I let watch my stories. Yeah. <laughs> but consistency is really, really important. So whatever it is you're going to do, whatever you have time to do, 
make sure that you're doing it. So part of for me was like, I have it's not that I'm lacking content. You know, I've got content to share, at least on the professional side of things. I'm not doing a very good job of taking any pictures of my kids currently, but professional work, I'm, I've got plenty. So it was more like, OK, how do I how do I get newborn sessions and family sessions and weddings in my personal work? Like, how do I somehow figure out how to post all of that where it makes any sort of sense at all? And that is why I decided to hire someone to help me manage my social, my Instagram account, <laughs> because I just didn't know how to do that. And I just, it was like almost sort of paralyzing to me. It was like, I don't know what to share. And then like trying to pick the picture, like it just was a lot because I'm just indecisive sometimes when it comes to that. And I just, in this case, I think done is better than perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's my mantra on a lot of things. Yeah, I Done think just is than doing is better than doing nothing. So Right. So I have someone now. I sent, I just dropped a whole bunch of pictures in Dropbox. I was like, here you go. And, and this is all client work? I mean, she'll post whatever I want to. We have sort of a schedule with client work. So we, we oh, okay. rotate through newborn sessions, family sessions, and weddings. She posts three times a week for me. I fill in on other days. And I do like my own stories and stuff. I she'll like push my posts to stories and whatnot, but she does my caption. She does my hashtags. She does, you know, she engages for me like, you know, 20 minutes before she posts all that good stuff. Cause that was the other thing too. I'm a post and run kind of girl. Like if I, it takes all of my energy to put a post together and then I walk away. Like that's it. That's all the energy I have. And that doesn't help because what you put into Instagram is what you get out. So I think, you know, when you talk about like, content like what do you share share whatever you want but you need to be engaging with the people who comment on your posts you need to be going through the people that you follow and commenting on their posts and and engaging in in this authentic sort of way which that brings us to the next bullet point about authenticity I think the days are sort of behind us of these perfectly curated manicured feeds because people, I think, especially because of the last year, mm -hmm. people are just, they just want to see something real. And so, however, I've noticed that, that a lot in our kind of community that it's become mm -hmm. less and less curated and perfect and more about just kind of showing what you're doing because this is the time you have to be on there and that's it, you know? Right. Or exactly. not post at all. Or, or not, not post at all. Which is my problem. Just, not post at all. But this authenticity piece, right? However that works for you. And if you're not comfortable getting your face on the camera, you don't have to, but you can show your life in a lot of different ways, whether that is through, you know, videos of, of your family or your home or it's post showing that like, you don't necessarily have to show your face. Although if you haven't, I would really strongly encourage you to, it does yes. become far more normal once you do it more often. And now I feel like I probably talk to my phone sometimes a lot <laughs> during the day which is fine. It's fine. I, it doesn't stress me out because I don't really think about the people that are going to watch it, <laughs> which maybe <laughs> I should worry about it a little bit more. I just don't. It's fine. Who cares? But that often, that often authenticity piece is really important in whatever you're doing that there needs, people need to know who you are. So if you're posting, you know, beautiful pictures, that's great. But what are you putting in your caption, right? What's drawing people in and helping them to understand who you are. And I think for me, from a client work perspective, like, I joke, right, that I get a little cringy and people are like, oh, I love following your stories. And but then I'm like, well, but that's that's who I am. Like when they yeah. roll up to their session, like that's that's who they're getting. <laughs> like 
<laughs> when I, I when I get out of the car, you know, they know that I've just dealt with, you know, three crazy children, like, you know, got dinner on the table and now I'm going to go hang out with them. Like they understand the dynamic of what's happening in my life to a certain extent, what I choose to share, but they know who I am as a person, what my personality is. And I have, I've been getting more inquiries from Instagram. I've been getting slowly getting more sort of referrals and clients from Instagram. And that is always the number one thing that people say to me is, you know, your work is honest. We can, we know who you are. We love your personality. Like, so as from a client perspective, and that's, that's very much on brand for me. And I don't do any of the stuff that I do in stories on Instagram to be on brand. I just am myself because I don't know how to do anything else, but that resonates with people. So that authenticity is really important. So now when you think about like, I would say there's like three main components to Instagram. There's the posts, obviously on your feed, there's stories, which are huge. And there's reels, which are also huge. I mean, whatever Instagram TV is Instagram TV. And I can see where that has its place. But I know just from like my own experience from anecdotal conversations with other people, stories is where it's at. And reels is also 100% where it's at. Oh, I totally fell down the real rabbit hole this morning. I haven't been on kind of in a while, like kind of a couple months, but Ooh, it's fun to go down that rabbit hole sometimes. I love reels. <laughs> I think they're so fun. And I like to make them too. And here's the thing. I would say of the reels that I have made, probably less than half of them are actually related to work. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Like I posted, I posted a reel the other day of me walking down my deck steps with a cup oh, of I coffee saw that. That and sitting on my porch swing. Yeah. Literally took me, I mean, the whole reel took me, oh, I don't know, two minutes to record and put together because it's yeah. so easy. I did another one of me, like I did a time lapse of me cleaning my office, <laughs> like to Beyonce. <laughs> like I, okay. I take video clips from people's reels and then I just do my own stuff with them. And like some of those, I mean, for me, as someone who has, you know, a small following, some of my reels have gotten like 4,000, 5,000 views. Nice, girl. <laughs> And they're typically just the ones of me being ridiculous. Yeah. Like, well, cause, because right now it's about entertainment. It's not so much about business all the time and always being inspired. It's about sitting there being entertained for 20, 30 minutes or however many minutes you have. You spend um, on reels. You're like, oh, an hour's passed. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, How oh, do I do crap. that? <laughs> but here's the thing. So the thing with reels is that like, I think sometimes people get overwhelmed by, oh, what do I take video of? Like, literally, I... I w I'm doing this really cool branding project this month for a client of mine. And I was like, I was sharing some of the video I had taken during one of her sessions. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just literally going to screen record. Like I just held up my phone <laughs> to my desktop and I hit play and I just captured like, I don't know, four second, five second clips of these video clips I had sent her. And, and that was my reel. That was it. And I just slapped some music on it. And I was like, here's a sneak peek. Boom. And then within, I'm, I kid you not, within four minutes of posting, it already had like over a thousand views. Dang. It's just, and sometimes they have like that. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes mm -hmm. you're like, wow, that did nothing. But, <laughs> but they don't have to be like fancy at all. Yeah. And if you're watching somebody's reel and you hear like their video clip or their like sound clip, and you're like, oh, I really like that. You can, you can save it from their reel. 
Yeah. And then it goes into your saved music and then you can just use it later. So one night I did that. I was like, you know what? I'm just like, I can, I'm starting to get some ideas of thinking about how people, like how I could use this either in my personal life or like in my professional work. And I'm, so I'm just going to save a bunch of these video clips, like these audio clips, and I'm just going to save them for when I feel inspired. I'll just use them. So that's a great way to sort of like repurpose and not have to like try to seek it out yourself. So I would say that, and I find that my reels do the best when I post them to my feed. Yeah. You got to post to the feed. Otherwise they get lost. They will just sit there and you won't get views. And I think the best thing to do is just like, you know, you can put a cover photo on there. So yes. it with a great cover photo that will be eye catching because doesn't once... even have to correlate to the real. <laughs> no, it doesn't just no, eye catching. And that's what I'm going to try to start doing too. Once I can, again, get my mind back. I keep saying that one day it's going to happen. I promise one day, but, um, yeah, you have to post to the feed. Otherwise Mm-hmm. I always post to the feed and then I always share it in my stories too. And you do have like 30 second option with reels, but I try really hard to do 15 because it makes it a lot easier as people are watching stories for just them to be able to watch the entire reel and the story without having to click into it, which some people are not inclined to do. And then also watching where you put your text. Like if you put text in, keep it towards the center, because obviously, as we know, like, especially on the feed, it's still going to show up in that square, like yeah. in the box. So if your text is outside of the box and the text is important, then you're not going to see it. So I try to sort of like make my text small and keep it like towards more towards the middle of my reel if I'm going to use text, just on the off chance that someone's not seeing it in my stories. But if you're someone who has like a more sort of curated feed, then yeah, absolutely. Just throw a picture on there. Like I, my pictures don't even correlate sometimes with the reels that... I've made, they're just nice pictures that'll look good in my feed. Right. Yeah. I need to get on the bandwagon. I just haven't. It feels like more effort, especially because again, with it being in the square and lining everything up, I just haven't put in the uh, effort to really do it. I have, I've done a few, um, and they've done okay. But again, I haven't, I haven't done the work (laughs) to make them, to make them good. So I'm hoping that I can start doing that soon. We'll see. Yeah. Just start with something small and easy. Like it yeah. just it doesn't have to be complicated. And then of course, like, you know, posting on your feed is important. That should be happening, you know, daily. And then making sure that you're pushing your post from your feed to your stories too sort of helps that link back. And if you're not posting daily, at least have some sort of schedule that you can yes. maintain. So can if it's not to. every day and you want to do, you know, pick however many days you want to do, say like three or four, and then figure out your schedule according to your best engagement and times and days, mm-hmm. and just try to stick to that as much as possible because your audience becomes accustomed to that. And when they don't see you for a while, they're like, oh, she hasn't posted or she's not posting anymore. Probably <laughs> what's happening right now. But then they lose interest or, you know, they unfollow. And you or, fall, you fall yeah. out of their, like who shows up in their feed, right? Because it's all about engagement. Like I just started following somebody new the other day and I was like going through all their stuff. And now now they're constantly showing up in my rotation of like, you know, stories and, and whatnot. And that's why that good to go back to that engagement piece is so, so important that you want people to be engaging with your content. You know, likes are not as important anymore as people actually like commenting or saving your your posts or your reels or whatever your stories. You can't save stories, but you can save reels. 
but that's why making sure that you're engaging with with your followers and like if someone leaves a comment going back and commenting on their comment like that's super important because instagram wants to see the engagement and I don't ever really let myself get too distracted by the amount of likes that something gets because I'm always looking at the insights of my posts and saying, okay, what was my reach? Like, who did I reach? How did I reach them? Are these people that follow me? Are these people that don't follow me? I'm far more interested in like the back end statistics than actually how many likes I get on my image. Like that's not super duper important to me. I would say that I probably, I have 3000 followers. I probably average, I don't know, a hundred likes on my posts, but my stories, my story views every day are over 200. So I know that people are probably viewing my stories more than they're viewing things on my feed, which is why I push my posts to my stories. So it pulls them back into my feed. And every once in a while, I, every once in a while I throw a story up there and I'm like, listen, if you're following me and you're never engaging with my stuff, just feel free to unfollow. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not upset about it, but like, you're not helping me in terms of my reach. And, and then I'm probably not engaging back with you because you're not engaging with me. So like, that's, just, that's the thing too, I think is to take stock of your, like, who are you following and who are you engaging with? Because if you have a bunch of people that you follow that you never engage with, just unfollow them because you're not helping their like their reach and it's not helping your reach either to have a bunch of people following you that aren't engaging with your content either and then the last piece i think is really hashtags so and again i think this goes back to sort of what your end goal is with instagram so i know for me when i first started you know i was trying to you know i would put all of the big hubs you know, I'd tag all the big hubs of, you know, looks like film and I don't even know what they are anymore because I don't really use them, but to try to get featured and probably I don't think I've really utilized those types of hashtags in well over a year, probably longer than that, because I was like, that's not my focus anymore. My focus is getting clients. And so for me, I'm doing location, typically location specific tags. So like my town or nearing cities, places that I shoot, places that I want to shoot. And I'm always sort of doing, you know, spend some time doing a little hashtag research and seeing, okay, how many tags does this hashtag have? And there's sort of like a happy medium, right? If it's got less than 50 tags, probably not many people are using it. If it's got, you know, over a million, your picture's going to get lost. So trying to find something in between, right? I tend to try to stick with hashtags, especially ones for like areas near me or, you know, locations near me that are somewhere in the, you know, 1000 to 5000 sort of range, because I know they're being utilized. I know they're being looked at, but there's a higher chance that my picture is going to show up if someone's searching that hashtag. And I always try to think, what would my clients be Googling? So, you know, if they're hopping on Google to try to find a photographer for whatever it is, whether it's a newborn session, maternity session, family session, wedding, what terms are they going to be using? So those are the ones that I will try to sort of use in my hashtags. So look, it's always locations first for me. And then I go into some more like sort of keyword sort of hashtags. So like, you know, Boston spring wedding or, 
you know, winter maternity session or whatever people might be searching on either Google or like Pinterest, right? Those are the things that I'm looking at because I know that my clients are likely going to be looking at those hashtags. And so that's where I want to show up for them. So it's, it's not, you know, and every once in a while I'll throw, you know, a looks like film weddings or, you know, a not, you know, the not.com, you know, or hashtag the not or, you know, whatever it is like, you know, looks like, not looks like, but you know, I don't even know what I did, what any of the kid ones are anymore. Every once in a while, I'll throw one of those on there or I'll do a couple, like maybe two that have, you know, like a million, you know, hashtags or whatever, just to sort of like mix things up. But I'm always just trying to think about like, what are people searching? Because that's where I want to show up. I want to show up where they're searching. So those are the hashtags that I, I tend to go for. Now, Meg, I think you probably have a different strategy because you're using Instagram in a different way. So... I think if you're looking at like trying to find, you know, people or places to collab with, you know, Meg can talk about sort of what she does when she's either posting for collab she's done or what she's looking for collabs to do. What is your sort of strategy when it comes to either tagging or using hashtags? I definitely try to find, I'm trying to think how I want to word this, but um, like if I'm doing home decor, I will definitely tag either the places that items are from or if I have like plants in the photo, then I'll, you know, tag some um, plant communities. If there's clothing, obviously I'm always doing um, fashion and style. So I'm always tagging the different companies uh, that I purchased from or the small shops that I collaborate with or that I purchased from too, just to give them a shout out and stuff. So I'm always trying to uh, keep them in the loop and tag them on in, on the image as well as hashtags. So maybe it would be helpful for people to hear sort of how you initially sort of began collabing with whether it was home decor or interior places or, you know, clothing places. Like how did that process sort of start for you? Cause I know that is, um, you know, sometimes what people are sort of searching for or hoping for or looking for. Um, so I think that might be helpful for people to sort of hear how that process started for you. Yeah. I feel like this could be a whole episode in itself and maybe we will do that uh, yeah, at a later sure. time. Um, but just to kind of like, jump into it real fast. Um, like I said, I've always, I've always had a passion for, uh, fashion. And ever since <laughs> I was a little girl, <laughs> goodness gracious. I mean, my bot mitzvah for pizza week was, um, fashion themed. So, uh, Nostra awesome. was my fave, but so I love working. Um, I love working with small shops. I love working with, um, personal designers, uh, I love working with larger companies, but I'm very picky about who I work with. And as long as it continues to help tell my story in, you know, the work and feed that I have curated over the last several years, then I want to work with those companies. Um, but I do turn down things that just don't work, you know, in my feed or I could see myself photographing. It really has to be authentic and it has to be natural. Otherwise, it just it's just not me and it doesn't feel right. You can tell it's just like, mm, this isn't Megan, you know? So yeah, um, absolutely. I, I really try to stay true to who I am and true to what my story is. Um, and the things that I want to share in my feed. Uh, so I, I, again, and 
I choose wisely for that reason. And, uh, I know at the beginning too, I said yes to everything. I'm like, sure, sure, sure. And then I'm like, well, wait a second. How, how am I going to translate this into my work and something that my audience is going to understand? And will my audience even resonate with this at all? You know, is it something that they would even be interested in purchasing or taking a further look at? So I, there's so many things that you have to kind of keep in mind when you're doing collaborations. And again, you don't want to have like a collaboration for every post you're doing because it just gets redundant and you just get salesy at that point, you know? So try to keep it uh, a good balance is one of my words this year. Uh, try to keep a good balance between your collaborations and your pers- personal work or your client work or, you know, whatever you're doing and make it authentic is I guess my best advice uh, right now is to really just be, be authentic to who you are as an artist and and be honest with the company as well. Don't just say yes to say yes or to gain that experience, but really gain the right experience, I guess. So you don't have to fumble <laughs> through all Absolutely. the muck because, you know, then you kind of get stuck in some sticky situations and then, you know, it just you just don't want to be in that position. So really, again, I guess this kind of goes back full circle to our goals of, uh, what, what is your Instagram for? What are you using it for? So if your goal is to have curated feed, then make sure that you have balance in your feed. If it's just a personal photo album, do whatever the hell you want. It's yeah. your playground, baby. You <laughs> know, you if you're doing it for client work, then really serve that clientele. Um, you just really have to know and understand what your goal is so you can really go down your path and journey to bring it to fruition. And that's just kind of what it is. So, but I would love to like really dive into that on a further episode, but I, no, yeah, we don't I think quite we have absolutely time should. Today. No, we don't. Um, so that's sort of our quick and dirty Instagram overview. Hope that you guys have found that to be sort of helpful and insightful and maybe a little bit less stressful. Um, you know, keep it simple, keep it straightforward, keep it authentic, keep it consistent. And I think you'll see a difference and keep engaging. We just wanted to take a moment to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who is listening to the podcast. We really, really love doing this podcast. (laughs) Oh, we love it so much. We have so much fun. We have so much fun. And we just really appreciate all of you that are listening. Um, You know, we see the... The information about the the stats and the downloads and it just makes us so excited and so happy and so i wanted to just share a couple of reviews that we've gotten on the podcast yay, yay! So and to remind you that if you are listening please go leave a review for the podcast it really helps you're talking about we're talking we just talked about engagement right so podcasts are the same way for the hello storyteller podcast to really be able to be seen by other people sort of outside of our hello storyteller community which is our goal we need people to review it we need people to rate it we need people to share it and um, obviously always subscribe if you want to make sure that you're up to date on all of our latest episodes so let me share a couple of reviews um, this one is from Katie 1979 exclamation point fun and informational I love the whole concept behind hello storyteller I've learned so much in just the last three episodes I can't wait to hear more this one is from Nana SLB it says love listening while driving this podcast is so fun to listen to 
quite a bit and love listening while I'm in my car. It feels like you're sitting right there with them. I also love hearing about the different photographers and how they got started in their lives in their part of the country. And then the last one I'll share for today is this is from Megan. Love it. I enjoy getting to know the artists behind the beautiful work I see on social media. And I love learning little tips and tricks to implement into my own work. Keep it up girls. So, um, obviously Meg and I just sit here and talk to each other. <laughs> so <laughs> hey, there's really, there's really not a, a great way for us to be able to hear what people think about the podcast, unless you tell us and share with us. We post about the podcast episode every single week on the health storyteller, Instagram feed and in our community. So feedback in any capacity is greatly appreciated. It just helps us be able to sort of inform what we do and how we do it. But we love seeing reviews like that. So you can head over to, um, you can leave a review on iTunes. You can leave a review on anchor, obviously comments on the, you know, the posts that we share about the podcast episodes is huge and helpful too. Cause we just want to know, we want to hear from you guys, what you think that'd be super helpful for us. And then if you feel so inclined and you like what you're hearing, there is a space in a place for you to be able to sort of help monetarily support the podcast. You can find that, um, on, the anchor.fm slash hello storyteller podcasts and yeah i think that's it so you can leave a written review you can also leave us a voice message which oh my god we would please love do please so much and then i guarantee the first piece the first person that leaves us a voice message review is gonna get it shared on the podcast and maybe we'll send you a little a little something too because it would just be so exciting for us to be able to actually hear back from somebody else. So we will link all the places you can do that in the show notes for today. But again, thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. We hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and we'll talk to you all next week. Bye friends. Bye. Bye.